Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, January 25th. In this episode, Liverpool win the week. Ranieri says bye-bye. United pull one out again. But first, Mike, I have a stat for you. Spurs mm-hmm. are winless in their last seven against Chelsea with only one goal. What do Spurs need to do to get off the schneid with these cunty blues? Punch them in the face. <laughs> Uh, very early in the second half of that game, I went, well, I guess it's time to root for injuries. I literally wanted a battle of the bridge, like Eric Dyer studs up into somebody's fucking knee. Uh, it was miserable. It was miserable. If there was uh, a target, it would have been Tiago Silva because of that chintzy bullshit foul. And then of course, of course he's Johnny on the spot and he scores. Um, yeah, no, I wanted to physically harm Chelsea players, fans, personnel, Anybody yeah, that anybody I, could get their hands on. The Ziyech goal is good, but I thought, why didn't anyone push out to him? Yeah, he did exactly what he should have done, and, and that was magic. Let's, let's yeah, I mean, he's a super-duper high-quality player yep. who's really good at crosses. If you let him sit there, stare at the out. corner, measure it, and be like, you know what, I think I got this, without running out to him. Yeah. But fair, fair, play, to, fair play to Chelsea. Listen, we know this from all the other games. They're just better than Spurs right now. And I wonder, there's a hint of Conte fucking things up on purpose. I don't know if he's that diabolical. (laughs) He's on the payroll still. I said that about David (laughs) Luiz when he went to Arsenal, you know. I said he was still on the Chelsea payroll and he's a break them from within. But you you haven't had any transfers. No one's gone in or out. So you're just going to go January 25th, right? All I hear about is Treore. Will he or won't he? Will he or won't he? What does he do for you? Really? Really, guys? Is that the answer? Now, listen, the the argument in the summer transfer window was bring in Triari, bring him, let him burn down the right side. And, That's a little too many Wolves wingers for me. Right. You're, you're the basically wrong one, buying, buying, on the other team. <laughs> well, but you're buying a Wolves winger to replace a Wolves winger on the right with Matt Doherty, right? Who, by the yeah, way, yeah. seems to be having at least this much of a little yeah. renaissance there. But I could hear the Spurs fans singing, Triore, Triore, running down the wing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sure. And what happened with Hill? His hair, he, too much head. He, Not enough head, a, too much hair. Look, you know, are, who are you going to take out of the lineup for him right now? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, you know, nobody. and and I, he's a guy that I would happily send back out on loan. He's, by the way, he's like 20, 21 years old. Same thing with Sessignon, who I thought played pretty okay. Yeah, he had um, the, the, the Liverpool game. He was incredible. He ate yeah. he, he ate Salah's lunch. So right. you've got Chelsea. Chelsea's narrative is they're off to Schneid. And then the, on the other side, it's, oh, how bad are Tottenham? I don't think any of those things are true. I kind of think that Chelsea are where they are. Yeah. There's that class that we've been talking about. Chelsea are clearly better. And you could say they're either playing exactly at their level. I think earlier in the season, they were above their level. And now they're back at their at, – they've just got to win because they had some luck with shots. I mean, Ziyech's yeah. shot is from another planet. Like, that was an avoidable goal, in my opinion, that sure. if you just run out, he can't do that. Look, the, right? both goals happened before the 55th minute. If you look at the game in the first half, Spurs were happy to be where they were at halftime. They were arguably completely the better excited side. to be where they were. You and I talked about it. There was a plan. It was like, we're going to f- muck this thing up. And because they can't create anything because 
They yep. don't seem to have a system to do so. And at the 68th minute, we're going to bring on Mora, and we're going to see if we can hit this game. Oh, absolutely. That was and, the plan. And, and it was working. And they scored yeah. a goal that was called off incorrectly, um, which changes everything. If you're yeah. chasing yeah. the game – yeah. At if you're if you're Chelsea chasing that game at home, that changes everything. Um, yeah. Tuchel uh, seemed to find a way to get Tuchel seemed to find a way to get space for Ziyech, but whatever. The thing about Ziyech, well, it wasn't I even really... so much that they found space. I think actually finding space was the was probably the exact way to put it because he just fucking found it there. <laughs> it like, Hello? Right? It wasn't like anybody was like coming up with this diabolical plan to be like, all right, we're going to get him, you know, we're going to run this direction over here. Either that or we're not bright enough to know all the tactical bullshit. Oh, without question that's the case. But, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, you know, it's a very classic case of they are who we thought they were on both sides. I I, I do want to go on to my team. So City, uh, narrative changing. Is there a title race? No. Uh, City drew against Southampton. For some reason, City have a problem with Southampton. Southampton have taken have forced city to drop four points <laughs> and they, they are, is, they're running away. They're a 95 point team. It's like, yeah. what the fuck Which now? For, first half, they were really good. Uh, your boy, uh, uh, Walker Peters scores a worldly and city are okay, but they're just, they have these moments every once in a while they're disjointed. They're not right. And I thought that there was a lot of fight in this game. Uh, Southampton are the weirdest team. They can be like, this team is incredible. How are they not top seven? And then they play games like they played against Arsenal where they just get annihilated. So their defensive consistency is weird. Salisu is the defender that Spurs should buy. And this is the moment. This is the player that you buy when you believe you're there. So if Spurs were 10 points higher and they were just pushing, Salisu is your Van Dyke your Diaz's, those players that you're just like, you take it out, you put it on the table, and you go, here's my $75 million. Please let me have your player. Everyone says, $75 million for Salisu. And you have him, and you go, oh, yeah, $75 million for Salisu. That makes sense. Because he was that good. <laughs> Extremely he strong was, in the second half. And Southampton do have a record. I don't know what they do down there. Is it playing? Is it whatever? They do have a record of developing key players maybe the whole squad isn't great but you go and you look and you go i like that guy Mm -hmm. and that guy ends up being really fucking good be it van dyke be it mane be it lalana even though he's he was okay for liverpool but but he he had the talent but he was a key piece to the bridge to where they were going to go because he if you remember the first clop game it was lalana who showed the way of how to clop sure (laughs) and they he always loved him he always was kind to him so there's guys like that that are on that team. It doesn't always work because there are Southampton guys who suck like Ricky Lambert. But the less and Hoybier, I think Hoybier has been I know. has been really really good for you. I think it's a matter on of balance. He's been he was he, he, well he cost three million and Kyle Walker Peters. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. Fine. If you had fucking Declan Rice next to him, he'd be the best midfielder you've ever seen. Yeah. But he needs to do more than he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, I get that. So second half, City, City huffed and puffed. They put lots of shots on target. They did what they do, and I thought the draw was fair. There were fifteen to twenty minutes there in the second half where Arlo Wright literally said, "This is fantasy football. What do you do when this happens to you?" So yeah. it's those moments when City goes up a gear. You expect a goal. They can get, do it for 
10, 15, 20 minutes. And if they don't get that goal, you're very likely to hang in. Uh, the City Faithful, we're looking for red cards. Uh, Americ Laporte did get his leg cut open by Armstrong. He did, and that was right <laughs> after a, a penalty shout that I thought yeah. they should have gotten, said the guy who took them at halftime. And, yeah. uh, and and it was that. And then Kevin De Bruyne was all over the place. He was so good. He, but he just he just missed. He just hit the right? post. Hit, well, the, he hit post, the post, but which he was, was unbelievable. Fu- but he was firing laser beams. On no, goal. I know. And the 88th minute, <laughs> yeah. a ball that you would expect to curl inside the far post, yes, yeah. like kind of uh, slices and goes wide. And yeah. that was sort of for me. That was indicative of the entire day for Manchester City, where I mean, the, the, they the, were just the, unable to really have that just yeah. extra bit of class that they usually do have. Yeah, and the change that made a difference was sometimes Raheem doesn't have it, and Jesus came on, and he brings mm-hmm. some fight. He brings – he's weirdly the Englishness player. He's like that chase-loss cause, go after it, make it happen. And listen, I'm going to give all points to Southampton. City were lucky. There were some breaks. Broja had one where he he missed. Adams was on goal. Well, there was been, a lot of opportunity. Yes, easily, easily. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so, I think so about Jesus. Are really good. Jesus does that because, as we've talked about ad nauseum, that that city don't have that striker, even though they have Jesus sitting there. Pep is so stubborn that he's like, no, 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 you're gonna fight for your place, and you're gonna do all the things that I want you to do as a winger, as a you know a, a potential like false nine, as all these other positional pieces on the field, so that he can have him in different places. He kind of brought him on the wing. He didn't put him up front, at least yeah. at least right away. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I thought he was, he I was thought that, City that were fight. fine. I thought City were fine. I thought, you know, it's one of these days at the office. I don't think this opens up the fucking title race. No, I mean, I do think that if Liverpool wins out, they have to win out. They, the big game is the City basically give themselves a buffer. They can lose to Liverpool and it's okay. I don't want them to, but they could. If it will Liverpool make it, it'll make out it tight. And that's the title fight, right? Because I, I see. I see City dropping, well, six points because Liverpool have a game in hand. I see. I could see City dropping six points between now and the end. They of could, the and they could season. lose to Liverpool. And I, I want to go to the Palace game in a minute because I think. But that's but a, will but will will Liverpool win out in the last fifteen games of the season? No, they could, uh, sixteen. It, it can be. It, listen, they can do it. I don't think they will do it. I don't but think they, they can. can do it. I no, see, I I don't think they can. Uh, okay. And we'll, we'll, because of what we've they were seen. full strength from the midfield. This was about as a full strength. No Mane, no Salah. I yeah. got that. They weren't they were, hurting for offense, so we'll good. get to that in a sec. But they were really they good. they had their horses, and they were getting cut up left and right. And if not for Allison, this game we probably don't even get to the controversial penalty shout at the end. Well, let, let's be fair, though. In the first half, Liverpool played like a Champions League night at Anfield sure. in Selhurst Park. They mm-hmm. went there and they is not easy fucked to do. Crystal Palace up. Yeah. <laughs> and Alex J. Chamberlain was in the Salah spot, and he played as well as Salah does. So it's not a matter of – like, he had a good finish and, and, and brought the and, – and made the pass for the second goal as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought that they were really good – I do, I do think, I didn't do the scores, but that's okay. We, we went, we're doing it a different way. I forgot to, <laughs> we forgot to do the scores. <laughs> that's okay. I'm all over the place. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we, we can get through the scores in a minute after I talk about this Liverpool game. I do think that there is a weakness in Van Dyke 
that is there. I don't think he's as pacey as he was. We know that Trent Alexander-Arnold, as much as all Liverpool's fans like to say, is the best defender in the whole world, blah, blah, blah. Yes, he is an incredible attacker, and he was there for the goal. He put it right uh, He put it right on uh, – it was Robertson this time, ironically. It was no Trent Alexander-Arnold goals. This time it was Robertson being fucking yeah. amazing. Uh, but uh, the Van Dyke goal was good. And, but and you had can't her. leave Virgil van Dyke. Not it wasn't even unmarked. It was unchallenged. Accounted at for all. There was there, there was a little bit of a pick. So yeah. So the midfield without when 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 Liverpool don't play Milner and Henderson together, they're fine. So Curtis Jones was really good, made a difference. He's a really good player, and it was Firmino and Jota. So it was basically their front three, but Jota was in the Mane position and Oxley Chamberlain in the in the, in the Salah position. position. Yeah. Now the first. Like you said, first half, incredible. This was the Liverpool where you're just like, if they're going to play like this, no one's beating them because yep. this is this is, this is is Liverpool. This huh? is Anfield. I'm petrified. Whatever uh, was said or whatever changes were made in the second half or whatever levels happened or the goal happens for uh, Edison Edward, second half was all Palace. And really, Liverpool hung on in the end, even though Palace only had eight shots, five of them were on target. So you know they were on the break, they were prowling, and my guy, one of my uh, um, championship sons, Mr. Alise, just already, Laurent, follow his players. I know with what I discuss, he's really fucking good. Mm -hmm. And he was bossing that game, and they could have won this game. Well, you talked talked about it a little bit, um, you know, how impressive it was for Liverpool to play like that early at Selhurst Park. Now, I think the pick and the goal from Van Dyke kind of took a little bit of the wind out of it. But at halftime, that place came alive. But to show that much fight to be down two goals and getting annihilated. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) They were good. I think that's a credit credit to Vieira. I think it's a credit to Selhurst Park because it, it is a fucking miserable place to play. You can have them pinned to the mat for 45 minutes. And the game is very far from over. Uh, and, and as we saw, I mean, Allison is the difference in, in one point or three, right? Forget the penalty. Forget it for a second. And yeah, yeah. Ultimately, he, he, listen, he made four saves and the expected goals, the post shot expected goals from those saves was three. Yeah, that's yeah. a so lot. So that's like, that's, all that's a lot. lot. <laughs> so really like the save value of his saves was three goals. Yeah. That's a big big Mm -hmm. fucking difference like those are quality point blank no fucking around saves he has incredible footwork on um i guess it's i guess what's the guy's name who plays for palace he's a new guy mateta jean-philippe mateta goes around him goes around him and he's got the feet to not get beat he moves his feet and throws himself on the ground it was like the shot wide it was like an american football like practice drill with like the defense he was like a cornerback just kind of shuffling to the left yeah. And he got a piece on it, and it was yeah, but it he's was six, awesome. He's six foot three and like bulky. <laughs> oh no, I I'm, I'm yeah, of yeah. course. But like, so a great game, and we had called this game out uh, as a game to watch. So Christopher we, did our guest yeah. from last week. Oh well, I did. I was like, this Palace game is good. Now I will go to the scores. We're doing a little bit of weird. Here we go. Uh, Everton nil, Aston Villa one. Uh, Gerard shithousing the Everton fans was fantastic, but Everton do not get the bounce that they want. He was goading them. He stuck his tongue out at them. He told them to fuck off. Gerard, 
God, you know what? What a manager. I know that he's he's Aston Villa's manager and he won't be Spurs manager, but he would have been a fun Spurs manager. Oh. Brentford one, Wolves two. Wolves mm. moving along. Your friends and my friends at Wolves, the second best defense in the league, gets another win on the road against Brentford. Brentford did pull this game level, but then Wolves put the hammer down on a late goal by Ruben Neves. Ivan Tony with the haircut. Off the yeah. goal, Schneid. Maybe he'll score ten in the back half of the season. It I'd settle for eight. <laughs> the best, the second best defense in the league is starting to score goals. Watch yeah. Wolves; they yeah, could if get. They high. do score now. They do need to keep that unexpected goal defense from Sa. United, oh, squeeze out a squeaky bum time winner. Ding Cheer when you hear the the, the word squeaky bum time <sighs> against West Ham. West Ham were for the fight. This was a good nil nil. West Ham were denying uh, United everything. I thought United were actually quite good. It was a fun game to watch. I did watch most of it. Uh, they started the same group again. Uh, Fred, McTominay, Alanga, uh, Mason Greenwood. But it is Cavani and it's Marshall, Cavani, and Rashford who all come on late in the game at the 82nd minute that made the difference. This is the difference of why United will finish in the top four versus West Ham. United can bring on Cavani, Marshall, and Rashford when you're done. <laughs> Has somebody on like a podcast or something been repeatedly saying that for, I don't know, the last six weeks? Yes. This is the difference. This is literally illustrated the difference. Manchester yeah. United versus West Ham versus Tottenham and, and, and sure, fucking Arsenal. This is why... It is a one-horse race for this fucking last spot. It right. really and is. The, and the fact that they weren't weren't in it, and now they are, was a testament to how bad they were. But again, week after week after week after week, no one can talk enough. Declan Rice is fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when he leaves, who he goes to, I hope it's not United. I hope it's not Chelsea. Go somewhere else. Become a legend somewhere else. Go to Europe. Become that English player because he's so fucking good. He controls this team. He makes them go. Last week, it was in an offensive manner, dragging them forward against Leeds, even though they got the loss. Today, it was dragging them together, binding the defense together, making sure no one got at the back four. He is just fucking incredible. A giant of a man, just 23 years old. Declan Rice, whatever team you go to, is going to be uh, favorite for the title, unless their rivals sign Eve Basuma, who's just as good, but don't tell anybody. It should be United. <laughs> it Keep should be United. Keep going it with the scores, and then we'll get back into United. Right, it should be United. Uh, then we got our 1-1 Leicester Man City. We already talked about it. Brighton 1-1 versus Leicester. The comeback kids again. Yeah. Brighton pulling this motherfucker out. Danny Welbeck in the 82nd minute. Fucking legend. Uh, Pats and Datka, our friend and yours, does score another goal. I think we're seeing the end of Jamie Vardy, or at least the rise of Pat Daka. What a fucking good finisher he is. He's now scored, I think, in three of the last four games. And Leicester did have the XG battle. This was a game where Leicester really were battering uh, Brighton in the first half. Brighton did not have any of their coaching staff. They were on their third string coach. COVID, COVID, COVID. Grabs a hold of Potter. There's some fat guy with a cool haircut sitting on the sidelines. It looked like <laughs> me as the coach. He was moving his hands around, but I don't think anything was happening. But again, Brighton are developing players. We've got Alzate. We've got Motor. They actually 
Brighton weirdly have players to bring on. They take off Gross and bring on Lamptey. They take off Alzate and bring on Danny Welbeck. And they are deciding, fuck you, we're going to get this game. The problem was for Spur for Leicester, they tried to defend this game and they can't defend. Barnes comes off for Albrighton. Samari comes on for Lookman. And it's done. Once they decide they're going to defend this one goal lead, they are finished. And it's Brighton all the way. And they get the draw again. They now have 13 draws. Eek. But they still are in ninth place ahead of Leicester yeah. uh, by four points. Um, that was a lot on that one. Nil-nil Burnley Arsenal. Not great, Arsenal. Not great. This felt predictable. <laughs> this felt predictable. After the midweek shit-kicking from Liverpool. I did not Liverpool. think that was going to happen. See, I I did. Because you had Partey, you had Jaka, who may be addition by subtraction. You had basically me and you playing in the midfield. And it yeah, felt they, like they, there was going to be but no But they didn't engine. play any midfielders. Right. They only played the one they had. They played they played Sambi and just went with a 4-1-4-1. With a right, but, but so they not, just were like, fuck it. We're not even going to have a midfield. Right. And I'm honestly surprised that Brentford, uh, that Burnley didn't hit them on the break. But uh, there was no there was no locksmith. There was no creativity for Arsenal. They did have a couple of like, – like Lacazette had a chance or two, but nothing yeah, this is, this of is, substance yeah. I think Arsenal. that this is the problem with Lacazette. Lacazette can be there. A be a good finisher and make you think that he's got goals in him. It's the inconsistency. He'll he'll be good and carry you for a few weeks. The issue is once he once he loses his form or loses his scoring mojo, he starts to look bad and he misses. Oh, gone. He misses yeah. big shots. You're like mm-hmm. you fucking fuck. Uh, Odegaard did hit the post. I mean, Arsenal had t- five shots on target. They won the XG battle. They had a lot of shots. But this is what Burnley do. They get results that you're like, well, you fucking. Just not, you're terrible. How did this happen? But that's so, what Deitch does. And I, but, it, yeah, this is what Deitch does. It does, it does put them back into the schneid of like, all right, it's Deitch. I get it. You're going to go do your Deitch thing, you fucking son of a bitch. What but, a Deitch. Yeah, but uh, I think Arsenal, this is a youth game, and I think they don't bother. And then, yeah, that was it. We covered Palace and we covered Chelsea. One Those more. are your scores. What? Newcastle one leads nil, and Did I miss that's it? a big one. Oh, there it is. And that is a, a huge one. Oh and my there's God, actually there's it. speaking of there's actually one more, uh, which we have to say goodbye to an old friend oh, again. Uh, yes. Norwich, Norwich. Oh, that three. was on, that was on Friday. That's that was on Friday. Happened. Norwich three, Watford nil, uh, including <laughs> a red card. Now after the game, Claudio Ranieri was. Sort of sacked, but not sacked. But it they're finding weird. a replacement. He's not sacked until they oh, find he, someone he's, for he's him. sacked now. And now he is officially sacked uh, as we sit here on Tuesday talking to you. But uh, we did call that. We we said if Watford has trouble, they will could. they get rid of him? So, yeah, yeah. So they the rel- strike again. Their owners are merciless. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> hey man, say it, work, it works for them, I guess. I but mean, I, sort I, of- I, I do want to talk more about Newcastle. They're not going to get this super defense they're not going to get this thing they get lucky from shelby uh the the expected goals is close but you know leads do their dominating thing it was pretty back and forth the key thing for uh for newcastle is can wood and trippier create the space so that liver so that newcastle don't have to be compact because it does not look like they're going to get this defender to change their lives they're still going to be with the same group of of john joe shelby and joe ellington and ryan frazier and and same maximum so i think attacking they're fine but the key for that attack is can it 
keep people like can they win the field position battle yeah. if when they turn the ball over it's far away they'll be fine what the reason why their defense is so bad is they lose the ball in bad areas and well, so uh you know it's that weak link thing can they can they improve their defense by improving their offense yeah and so it is a three a big three points for newcastle but massive just a but a massive three points for norwich who now sit comfortably he said foolishly <laughs> outside of the bottom three if even for a few weeks uh because we won't have any games for a few weeks so enjoy it canaries you yeah. guys as it stands are staying in the premier league now but being pulled into ahead. this thing is everton which is scary <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i still feel like what happened this weekend was the the gaps started to form right they yeah. didn't break away Everybody's yep. still right there, but now Burnley is four points adrift. And again, I, I have to harp on it still. Still four games in hand on Norwich, who they're chasing four points behind. But four points is starting to feel like a lot. Or a little yeah, bit of a I, lot. I, again, Norwich getting two wins in a row. That's what we talked about. You get two wins in the relegation fight. Three wins in a row, you're gone. You're safe. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You just yeah. you just disappear because right. these guys these are teams where so one of the things we talk about in the top five draws our losses in the bottom they are gold <laughs> right and it's weird because burnley get a good draw against arsenal away that's a great draw for, for them that's a killer draw they they well they make up ground on watford but they lose ground on norwich and newcastle you gotta be sitting there like fucking come on yeah they really? just they gotta look at their schedule and be like where are our four wins gonna come from right because that's really what we're talking mm-hmm. about we're talking about four wins they've got watford they gotta win that game yeah they've got then they have United and Liverpool that they shouldn't expect to get anything. Then they have Brighton away. I would target that as give me a fucking draw there. That gives them four. Then we've got Palace away. Maybe you play for a draw there. You try and hang on. Brentford. You look at Brentford away and say, we're going to take something from them. Then they've got Norwich. they got points on the board to grab. They don't have the toughest schedule. And then they got Watford twice. So they're yeah. golden there. They've got to take both of those games. If you can take four points out of that, you're going to feel great. Um, but no, I think we t- we t- said this before. There are, in any Premier League season, three races, right? There's yes. the title race, the top four race, and the relegation race. And usually, yes. in every season, one of them is really good. You're not yeah. going to know which one. And you <laughs> yeah. very rarely get two good ones. You don't season. ever get three. <laughs> you never get three. Man yeah. City, Liverpool is is the title race, and Chelsea, sure, fine, whatever. Uh, that's not great. The top the four top four race is legit. Is close, but I wouldn't say it's good. Right? Uh, it's close. It's going to go down. Right. For, the only. The only. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. It's going to keep going for the length of the season. But the best part about the relegation battle that we have on our hands currently, which is past the halfway point of the season is that everybody is at risk in four spots. And maybe Everton. I'm not ready to say that yet. They are getting sucked down there. They're they're way too good to get relegated. I mean, of course. Like, no, it of course. should never, ever happen. God bless them if they don't. But like, no, man, I hope they don't. But, <laughs> oh, my God. But would, Roger, would Roger Bennett die? Ooh, that would be that would be a tough day for the Raj. But, <laughs> but there are four teams. And we've talked about it before. But Shouts to the usually at this point, in fact, we said it no less than two weeks ago that Norwich – are floating in the water. They're dead, right? They were um, dead. They're going down. Now, like I said, they're currently with their heads above that water. So um, I, 
It's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah. really fun. And I the thing is that to, you can't. Yeah. Sorry, one second. You can't yeah. necessarily discount the 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 relegation races because it's it, it's lesser football. Do not foolishly look at it like that. Look at it as literally a war of attrition and a fight for survival. Because that's exactly how these teams approach it. That's exactly how these teams' fans approach it. So yeah, if it, you can buy into the win or literally feel like you're going to die attitude <laughs> from Norwich, Newcastle, Watford, and Burnley and their supporters, we're yeah. in for a hell of a second half. Yeah, I, at least I think in the like, bottom of the table. Yeah, like we said, I think Burnley are the best equipped for the fight. Uh, Norwich are not. Newcastle are probably at the end of this transfer window, probably be the most talented. And then Watford, we don't know. They're kind of we adrift at this point. Any idea. But Watford again, a vote for Burnley is a vote for Dyche and experience because that team is not as good as I think Newcastle's the strongest of the four, but I mean, their defense sure. is a little bit weak. I'm not sure. sure. I actually, I mean, the team, the players I love, I like, I love St. Maximin. I can't like deal with St. Maximin. He makes me. Uh, but okay. Well, I would crazy. because then he's going up the table then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He feels, he feels, he feels very Spursy to me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't hate it, but I just, I don't. Oh, I, oh, your friend and mine. I believe that Christian Erickson has indeed, as of this moment, an hour, signed a contract with Brentford. Excellent. He has to pass a minical. Uh, Which is not is not an insignificant task for him. Yeah, hopefully days. he's not like getting COVID shots because uh, <laughs> uh, uh, my guy, my guys in 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 uh, Bre- Bright uh, Brighton are starting to slip into like a a one person mid table where they're safely in ninth, uh, but they can't really catch Wolves if they could just turn. Ha- Last year I said the same thing: if they could just turn half of those goddamn. Um, draws into into wins uh it would be they'd be in the top four race then i know it's just fucking i think they're happy with where they are and i think some of the results that they've gotten have been last minute stolen equalizers so i don't think it's necessarily fair to say that they're gonna put more wins on the board right i I think they're i think they're right where they belong i think brighton wolves brighton leicester city and aston villa going from eight to eleven if i told you that in august you'd be like yep yep it makes a lot of sense (laughs) Well, we have it, and you could have said those in yeah, you could have said those in any order, and you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I do, I do think that I do think like if we take a step back and sort of assess, we have a little bit of a break in the season going into FA Cup internationals. I do think that this is a this is a really good Premier League. Like I don't maybe the bottom is weak, but there aren't teams that you go that team is abject and has no right to be here, right? Maybe, maybe at times Norwich is, you know, at times Everton feels like they're adrift. At times Leeds certainly does. Right. But they, but they, but then they find a fight. They find a result against, against West Ham. But all these teams, like the thing that I think about that I think is unfair often is something that Guardiola says. And I think Klepp to a lesser extent is those City and Liverpool and Chelsea win games because they are maniacal about respecting their opponents. And when they drop their levels a little, they get got, yeah. right? City played not well for 45 minutes and Southampton got a point off them. So the reason that the good teams win is not because the good teams win, not because they're th- thousands of times more talented. It's because they risk if there is talent in saying this is not an easy game, every single game we have to do our thing, and without fail we go after you. 
That's why they don't lose. And I think that's the difference between United and Chelsea and Liverpool. Like we said, United don't have that mentality. No. They don't have the, because I do, I still, I believe this till the end. When Pep Guardiola leaves City, when Liverpool leaves Liverpool, Klopp, they're Klopp not going to, Klopp yeah. leaves, sorry, Klopp leaves, did I say Liverpool leaves Liverpool? When <laughs> yeah. Klopp leaves Liverpool, they're not going to find those levels again. They're going to go back to 80 to 85 point teams where, oh, we're clearly more talented and maybe an Ancelotti type comes in who can, you know, oh, he's fun. He he picks the same 11 and lets them play. With with the way Klopp and, and Pep are, we're seeing a level of coaching that does not accept down performances. Mm-hmm. And if there are, there's a short period where they have to figure it out, maybe three games, four games, and then they're like, we're doing something else and we're going to fuck you up because I refuse to lose. I respect all like it's a respect thing about the other teams in a division, right? If you go to palace and you go at 98% they and they're at a hundred, you'll lose. Yeah. Right. That the top teams are at a hundred percent all the time. Mm -hmm. And when they do lose points, it's because they didn't give enough. Like I feel like I'm not being funny about Tottenham. I feel like Tottenham give effort. They're just not as good. Well, they're right. like the anchorman line, right? They're they're sixty yeah. percent of the time, every time. Yeah. Um, that's exactly how I would characterize Spurs. And right? and, you and then see I, I think it. and I think about well, just one more point. Like I think about West Ham, West Ham. The other teams, if you're below West Ham, you should always go, man. If we only worked as hard as West Ham, <laughs> right? Yes, right. Like, but then and now they do. they are talented, but yeah. But then you do, and you pull a leads, right? Yeah. So. For me, they're very similar. I think obviously Spurs have more talent on the field than West Ham, but I think West Ham have that that togetherness, that cohesion far more than Spurs do, um, and that's why they're basically a point while well, they're a point separated, but you know, a couple games in hand for Spurs. But also have and 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 we don't do this in the Premier League the way you do with basketball and where you have rankings. They have a top five player in the league. And sure, it's not really oh, discussed. Yeah. Right? There's a there's a team that is a mid-table team that with a top five player, right? Right. Declan Rice is a player worthy of being in the Manchester City midfield, worthy of having being the captain of Liverpool where he takes Henderson's spot. If that happens, I'm not I sure. think I think that's really the the measure, right? Like when you say that this player is is an elite player from you know the whether it be you don't look at it in the context of the Premier League ever in England. You go, he's one of the best in Europe. He's one of the right. best in the world. Well, we don't and, do it for the Premier League, and we probably but, should. But you should. But the measure is, does this guy walk into the City lineup? Does this guy walk into the Liverpool lineup? And to a lesser extent, but still true, because of all that competition at every position, does he walk into the Chelsea lineup? Yeah. And yeah. guys like Declan Rice, without question, on all three of those teams, you, he, he does. He walks into all four of the teams ahead of him. Oh, of course. Harry Kane, absolutely. Yes. Outside of those two players... I'm hard pressed to find one, to be quite honest. You know who <laughs> it's he won't, but he's gonna walk into one next year, Connor Gallagher. Right. Connor Gallagher. Connor Gallagher is exact he won't do it, is exactly who Spurs needs. And I mean like no, he would the never. guy. He would never. I know he would never, because he's, he's not he's uh, he thinks he's gonna be Frank Lampard. <sighs> and he's gonna go to Chelsea. And this German technical guy is not going to like him because he's he goes he's too he's way too reckless. He's not 
a, a, a disciplined player. He runs where he wants. He is the epitome of an English midfielder that English fans love. He's he, Gerard. He's Lampard. Yeah. He's Vieira. He's he's Keen. It's up and down. Go affect the game, but not stay in a block. Stay in your spot. Attack when I say. Like it, for a manager, he must drive you nuts because you're like, oh yeah, where the fuck because are you going? Okay, not, great. I'm glad you're there. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word uncoachable, but he has a mind of his own out there, yeah. right? Like, and he's not a great passer. He's no, but but what he does is he up. anticipates extremely well. Yeah, and, and so he, he knows where the ball is going before it gets there, and that makes up for his lack of. It, 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 he's English, right? So what yeah. he has is but, an IQ that's off the charts. What he doesn't have is the the physical talent that's yeah. way off the charts. And that's not to yeah, say he's not a good player. Of the course, thing he is, is like he wouldn't. I bet like he wouldn't play over Neves and Matinho in Wolves because they play a certain way. Stylistically, yeah, right, exactly. But um, but no, could I he think play at way, Arsenal? You bet your ass. Oh God. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, you, you know, know if I'm him, if low? I'm him, honestly, I stay. I just, I'm just like, I'm staying here. I'm gonna become a fucking legend. <laughs> well, no, he's. I mean, he's a Chelsea. He's only youth, 22. Youth kid, so he's gonna go back. And you know what? Maybe they do sell him. That would be foolish. But I hope they do. Um, because I'm not gonna enjoy. I see the fire in his eyes when he plays oh, Tottenham. He so fucking hates Tottenham. He <laughs> is Chelsea through and through. And I just yeah, but that's hate a, so. So's Rice, right? Yeah, like if 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 they buy if if they buy if Chelsea buy Rice and then bring back um fucking Gallagher on loan, I'm gonna, gonna stop, stop watching. I'm gonna, we're not gonna so, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> this can't happen. This is wrong. Yeah. You cannot have this much Englishness in one place because they'll become so lovable, and you'll be like, God damn, fuck. But, but, but I'm I'm so glad that Tuchel's there because he won't. It'll be too much wild. It'll be like too. Buck wild Mustangs in the midfield, and he'd be like, "I cannot control them. I don't have my Austrian horses that are prancing around yeah. in doing the things I want them to do." What What I'll say is, if those two players go to Chelsea, that hopefully signals the end of um, Jorginho, which I just—I never want to see him again. I, I hate him. him, and it's not that he's not a talented player. I think he's fine. Just he's the penalty so shit, and boring. it's just—he's such a piece of shit. Uh, he just the sits they- on the laurels. He sits on the shoulders of Conte and acts like he did anything aside from missing no, penalty he, for he Italy. Do, the thing is, he does things that teams need someone to do, and he does them flawlessly. He's basically a metronome. You hit it to him, he pings it to someone else. Boom, bam, bing, bam, boom. And that's nice yeah. when you have the ball and things are moving around. It's just pop, pop, it's, no, pop, pop, it's pop. nice when you have Mount and Ziyech and Werner right. and Lukaku and who else right. am I missing? Right, like, right. Could you imagine? Like on Tottenham, he'd be useless. Yep. Right, he would just you just be like why on Tottenham have... he'd be in Dombele. No, no, he'd be worse than in Dombele. Probably because he yeah. has no physicality. He'd just get run over. Yeah, yeah. He'd be so like a, me... sh- a shit version of Harry Winks. Speaking of shit <laughs> version of Manchester, uh, let's talk about them because they when, when we talked about oh my god they may not lose until March. They have not this done was... that run very well. <laughs> this is well, they've been okay. This is on. They uh, are only the one in... loss. Is I'm pretty sure right. Correct. This is the lead-in to Norwich against United on December 11th. Since then, they've taken 14 of 21 points. They've drawn two and lost one. The loss was against Wolves at home, so it's not awesome, but it's not like a holy fucking shit. Right. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a. Yeah, that is a. That it's better coached. That's an okay loss. And uh, the the draws were against Newcastle and Aston Villa again. Bad. Not no, good. You, can't, you cannot draw. But on balance, 14 out of 21 is not title challenging, but that's 
it's two thirds. It's two thirds of your points. If I, I look think- at where they are right now, they're what? That's that's about where they are, right? That's that's not quite the level, but it's close. Now, the important thing to note is their uh, their upcoming games still soft. Burnley, Leeds, Southampton, Watford through February. Then it heats up like a junkie spoon. You've got City, Spurs, Atletico on both sides of this in the Champions League. Liverpool, Leicester, Everton, probably more Champions League if you get past Atletico. So They're not getting past Atletico. Fine. But what I'm saying is, is that from, from March 5th, really they don't have They don't really have any soft spots. There's Norwich. No, no, no. They, you, but the point is that they do, right? They they do until February 26th, and then it gets right, right. No, no, difficult. no, right, right. After, once that City game kicks off, that from March to the end of the season, it's they have uh, one gone. soft game. And so this is where you look at the, if the cream truly will rise to the top, they will have a five to seven point cushion going into that Manchester City game. And you know as well as I do, they play City well every single time. And it's very possible, if not likely, that at that point in the season, City's not going to give a fuck about the league because they're going to be running out the clock. And they're going to be more focused on Champions League. March 3rd, there will be no game that City will not come and try and beat the piss out of fucking Manchester. But they they don't they never succeed in piss beating the piss out of them, right? They so, dominated they dominated them at at at, at uh they it week in 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 November. It was a, it was it was a look at the xg it was 2 to 0.6. They kicked their ass. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but I I'm not worried about that game for City, but uh I would say I don't I I I think it's I think the the thing that I find interesting about the United problem is that the issue was that they were giving up goals. They would lose goals early. Like in the weeks before Ole got fired, four to Leicester, five to Liverpool, sure. two against City, four to to, to Watford. And Watford. Then, I remember right, that. Four to Watford. And then they beat Arsenal in, in a barn burner. That was a really good game. Then they start locking things up. They have bad performances, but wins against Palace and Norwich, which is what they're supposed to do. The draw is bad. They beat Burnley. They only give up a late goal. But it's that they've tightened up the defense in lieu of their attacking prowess. So I think that Rangnick is finding a way that by the time, maybe by the time the end of the season comes in, they'll actually be a tighter outfit and what looks like tough games now will be probably a little bit easier for them because they'll have been used to playing under Rangnick and figuring things out. I mean, they're not going to fire him. I don't think they're going to be much better than they are. They're going to just muddle through and live on moments, right? Um, Although that goal looked so offside. The fact that they didn't uh, check they it. They didn't and, show the lines. But I saw another photo where it was really like you didn't even have to. But when I was watching it, I was like, how do they not fucking show the lines? It's going to think oh, everyone's man. a conspiracy. Oh, God. So if they and, – and this is a lot to ask. If they go 12 of 12 against 12 points 12 out of 12, 12 it never happens. against Burnley, Southampton, Leeds, and Watford, they will be comfortably offensively favored in each of those four matches. Mm-hmm. They'll, from that stretch of 10 games or 11 games, I suppose, 26 points out of 33. Okay. That's a 78% of your points, you know, that you could get. Jesus, is a lot of peas in a sense. Uh, Right now, they're on 58. 
they're gonna fucking blow it against Southampton. I'll promise sure. you that. They're gonna go to Ellen Road and get blown out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Look, I mean, bad. even if you get that, they're on a sixty-four point percentage, right? From from their entire season, so they're they're gonna have to punch above their weight a little bit because they're not gonna get to after that. They're gonna have to punch at their own weight every game there since. So um, I'm curious if I don't know how it's looked at. Right, because the the ebbs and flows and the feeling of euphoria and dying as a Spurs supporter, I felt literally in the span of four days, all over England. Do you really like? We're looking at the schedule months in advance. Do you really look at it like that? If you're if you're an English supporter, uh, I, pundit, or more so importantly, that, in the back office, are you saying, "Hey guys, holy shit, this end of the season's a gauntlet. We need." To buckle down, and we need these are four games that we win if we're Manchester United. We fucking I go think, get these. I think that they do do that, but I think they do have to look at per game one game at a time. I know that's cliche. The players need to do it that way, but strategically, you should be thinking about the campaign as a whole. I know in All or Nothing, Mourinho had that fucking schedule up there, and in the back, you can see the points that he's checking off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, no, <laughs> of course the management is doing it right, but what I'm saying is in this moment. Where you have eight, uh, the players eight, nine days. The players can't do that. No, no, no. I'm saying before they all fuck off to go on the internationals, does Ragnick grab the team and go, listen, guys, go off, do your things, be safe, all that shit. But understand that when we get back, there's a four-game, five-game stretch, if you want to count the Middlesbrough fucking FA Cup. There's a five-game stretch where we are going to be Manchester United. We will worry about the rest of it when we get there. Yeah, but go, we need go, to put ourselves fucking win these games. We yeah. need to put ourselves in a position to be where we want to be at the end of sure. the year. And if you don't win these games, I promise you, you can fucking kiss that shit goodbye in March. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. We're not we're not going to care about March 5th. Yeah, but I everybody I, knows we're playing city that day. I don't nobody's I don't, gonna give a shit unless we you, fucking figure out. I don't know that you can do that because what happens if you lose one? How do you change the narrative? Right? You're like, oh, we're fucked. Do you know what I mean? I, like, well, yeah, that's why I'm not a professional coach. But like, <laughs> but no, I, I think uh, you've got to be optimistic. You, you be like, whatever you drop, you get you get off City. You you say this is our team. This is fucking Manchester right. United. We're going to City. We're winning this fucking game. Fuck them. Let's sure, sure, sure. They're but bitches. it's not it's not to put this the fear of God into your players about yeah. a, a, no, an no, upcoming no. opponent. It's to say, listen, we know there are big games coming up. But what you have to understand is these games are arguably even bigger. Yeah, that West Ham game was huge. They needed that game. That was oh, they massive for them. Whew. They were in trouble. <laughs> it feels like that could be the death knell for West Ham's top four chances. Because yeah, they, they got to get it. They need us. They need. And so weird because until the ninety third and change minute, they were fine. You thought they were getting one, which meant United were getting one. So they were going to be on a 38-36 advantage, even though they were giving a game away to to, to United. And no, so now for them to leapfrog them. It's one point they have. Uh, West Ham has goal difference. Realistically, of the 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 next four for the fourth the, place, yeah, battle, they're the best one. <laughs> they're the they're the best goal difference yeah, the right problem, now. The problem is, is that they can't string. They can't string five wins together. It's just not possible. They're not good enough, right? No. A team like Leeds happens. A, a Palace could take points off them. You know, like it's sure. just not. It's not really. And as I look at their schedule, it's literally every third game is like, up. Oh, there's a trip. <laughs> Watford, yeah. that's a win. Leicester City, away. I don't know. <laughs> West Ham, uh, I'm sorry. Newcastle at home, that's a win. Wolves at home. 
Liverpool away. (laughs) West Ham against Aston Villa. Spurs hosting them. Everton, you should win. Brentford away. Is that guaranteed? Burnley. I don't know. Chelsea and Arsenal in the same week. That's tough. Norwich. Nobody knows. Norwich. Okay, great. You're going to get three from Norwich. Man City and Brighton to end the year. Jesus. So it's literally, it's like, yeah, no, they can't string three or five together because it's, frankly, the schedule is just not letting them, right? So they don't have a two and a half month soft spot, Manchester United. So, well, maybe they did early. Maybe they banked the points early. Maybe, maybe. Back and looked at the schedule. Yeah, that's fair. I, I could do that. But, but, and, and, before we say much more about United's schedule, if you have a two and a half month soft spot, you're going to have a six week nightmare, right? So that's just how it goes. So yeah. I don't know. I, I always feel like I think I'd rather have the spread out rather than the, the the soft patch and the gauntlet because you can never predict injuries. You can never predict fucking. COVID. I think you just. I think you just want to just like the way City go. You just want to go and go and keep winning. Once you're winning. I want to play again. That's not realistic and, for everybody fucking else. Okay. Like, I so, <laughs> so I don't want to hear it, but no, I, I think from a scheduling perspective, I think you, you, I, I just don't, you do I, kind of want it broken up, especially. I don't know. I, I just don't think, I just, I just can't imagine players thinking that way. I think that they're in the positions that they are in, in the premier league, in big sides, because they simply believe one that individually they're the best player on the pitch Two that they're there in the best team in the world or else. Why would they have me? And then three, we're beating every team that we play. They have oh, to think sure. that way. Uh, I don't know that they think every team you think when Watford lines up at the Etihad, they go, Oh, we got him today. Right. But like, that's the problem. They, they should think that way. I think that the, the talent gap has gotten far enough that it's frankly, you're fucking delusional. You should, if you think but you, but, but that's the thing. You, and you should see. be delusional. Like if you're oh sure, if you're Emmanuel Dennis, you have to be like, I can play with that team. I'm scoring. I'm goals. not. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the weak link on the weak team. Going, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like, yeah. The, the Craig, Craig, like, oh, Craig Cathcart, who's the central yeah. defenders, is like, man. Oh like shit! Defenders have Foden. to be pe- defenders. Just have to be petrified the whole time. And That's what like, I'm saying. They live off fear. Like, just get the fucking ball away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep this thing fucking. Come on, come on, come on, Like or like yelling at defenders. Come, you fucking stand in front of me. Stand in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap it up. Okay, doke. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Fortunes. We are the football wing of the CHOP Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show. And I say RIP Mr. Mike Graves. Sorry, brother. Your time is up. You have... uh... Your 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 time has ended. Your show your watch has ended. His watch has ended. His watch has ended.